0: Listen, I I got this thought that keeps running through my head the past few days, and it's simply this thought is what if we lived like we really believed he was alive? To really think about how different would our lives look if we lived like we believed it. Come on, don't get quiet on me today. (laughs) Listen, how passionate will we be, how on fire will we be, man, how excited will we be. You talking about a joy? Are y'all with me today? Somebody do me a favor, elbow your neighbor and say, Wake up. Uh, listen, this week I, I listened to a sermon by a guy named uh, Leonard Ravenhill. And if you know who Leonard Ravenhill is, uh, you know you don't want to listen to him before you preach. Because you just come out and just drop the hammer on everybody. But, but Leonard Ravenhill said this. He said, he said if, if we serve a living Christ, then how come our churches are so dead? Amen. So this morning, man, we want to be a live church, right? Be a church that believes it and a church that lives it. So if you don't mind, just throw both hands up and we'll pray and we'll transition. We'll let all these awesome kids go downstairs and have fun. So, Father, we come to you today, God. And, God, we don't come as people who think that you're still in that tomb. God, we come as people who know that we know that we know that you're alive. In fact, God, our very lives that we are living, God, where we're at in our current situation is proof that you are alive today. And so, Father, nobody has to convince us because we've experienced it, we know And so, Father, in fact, that you said that Jesus came to bring life and life more abundantly. And that's what we celebrate today. We celebrate the life of Jesus. And so, Lord, today, God, we don't think it's by accident that we are here. Father, we know that you brought us here. And, Father, we just believe, God, big things today. God, we believe that you can break every chain. God, we believe, God, that there's power in that name. God, we believe that wherever we're at today, God, that you desire to touch us. Father, we thank you, God, that you're not distant. You're not far away. You're not care- uh, careless. But, Father, you love us. And so, Father, today we're just asking, God, as our hands are lifted and our hearts are lifted to you, God, that if anything, God, if anything, that we would walk out of this place today and know that you love us more than we could ever imagine. And so, Father, today we come with great expectation. We come with open hearts for everything that you desire to do. And so, Father, we bless your name. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe that, say amen. 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 Slap a few people a high five around you. If you're a kid, break free. Man, you guys appreciate our worship team? Great job today. Come on, buddy. Hang in there. It's not that bad. You don't want to know what's down there, do you? Well, okay. uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, well, we're glad you guys are here today. If you're visiting with us, we're certainly glad that you're here. If you are a family member, it's always good to see you. I have a, a few things I want to tell you really quick before we dive into the Word today. In fact, I'm going to uh, lean in right here, and I'm going to see if I can grab something, because I'm that prepared today. <laughs> Listen, if you are visiting with us today, there's a little green card in a seat pocket near you. If you don't mind, just take a second and fill that out. Just kind of give us your information. And we just want to uh, basically send you a letter and say thanks for coming. So uh, if you don't mind, we certainly would like to know that you're here. Also, if you have a prayer request, uh, if you don't mind, take a few minutes and fill that out. We'll send it to our prayer team and uh, we'll get them praying for you. Also, if you have a praise report and, uh, you know, I'll say this, you know, a few, a few weeks ago, uh, we wrote down some prayer requests and we laid them down here, and uh, it's pretty cool to start hearing testimonies of how God is answering some of those prayers. So if you want to share some of those, also please write it on there too. And uh, let me give two quick announcements because I'm not sure if we'll be able to land there at the end today. Uh, next week, we have some special guests. Teen Challenge is coming, and, uh, and so they're coming to be with us to service. If you don't know what Teen Challenge is, it's a ministry that's basically um, designed to help people uh, get free from addiction. Basically that. There's so many, so many people that their lives are broken. And, uh, just messed up. And they go to this awesome ministry called Teen Challenge that started many years ago. And, uh, man, they meet Jesus and their, and their life changes. And basically God changes the whole family. It's an unbelievable, uh, ministry. And you'll hear some powerful testimonies next week. Also after that, uh, if you want to hang out, we believe in community here. We believe in family. We believe in doing life together. Uh, we will actually, after this, we'll have a lunch after church. And so we'll get a chance to hang out with some of those Teen Challenge guys, but also hang out with each other. And so if you, uh, I want to bring something to eat, because how many of you guys know church people like to eat? Give me a whale. So if you don't mind, just kind of feel, out in the the lobby there, Uh, there's a list there. You can just basically sign, sign up what you're going to bring, and we certainly would appreciate that. You guys ready for the word? Awesome. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for today. Lord, thank you that we have a chance to celebrate your resurrection. We have a chance to, to celebrate, God, everything that you did for us on the cross. And, Lord, we're not a people that take that lightly, but, Lord, we're so appreciative. God, we're thankful. We are so thankful today. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would come and you begin to speak to our hearts today. And, uh, Father, you know exactly where every one of us are at. God, you're so personal. Uh, Lord, the the, the longer I serve you, I think the more that I'm blown away by how personal you really are. And so, Lord, I'm just asking that you would come today and you would just open our eyes to see you in new ways, open our ears to hear you in new ways, and open up our heart to just receive you in new ways. And so, Lord, wherever we're at today, just thank you for meeting us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, today it's not a secret. Um, you know, Christians all around the world, they're turning their uh, attention, and maybe more importantly, they're turning their hearts uh, to two of the greatest moments in history. And those two moments are this. The first one is that that Jesus died on the cross for us. Amen? And the second thing that, that we're celebrating today is basically it's the resurrection uh, that Jesus resurrected from the grave. Now, I, I think it was kind of funny yesterday, as I was preparing for, for today, something happened that, man, it couldn't have been any better for today. So I'm going to tell you about it. So uh, basically, yesterday morning, Jen and I, we were sitting up in our bed, and uh, I had my headphones on. And because uh, if you you know been around a while, if you got some kids, you know sometimes if you want some uh, silence, you got to create some noise to get it, right? So, so I had my headphones on because I was working on my sermon for today, and uh, Jen was on her phone changing the world somehow. And uh, anyway, so as I was working my sermon, I, out of my peripheral vision, I, I saw our daughter come in our bedroom, and, and, and all I heard was kind of the mumbled sounds of her and Jen kind of talking back and forth. And, and if you are a man in here, you know what I'm about to say. But on the inside, in that moment, I kept telling myself, Quentin, do not make eye contact. Because you know if you make eye contact at that moment, you're going to be expected to be engaged. Can I get an amen, fellas? Amen. And so, anyway, so, you, you know, I, fellas, I, I have to tell you, I had a weak moment, and I took that quick glance. And when I took that quick glance, I noticed that those two women, the, my wife and the miniature version of her, were staring right at me, right? And uh, and so, anyways, it was very clear that they wanted to tell me something, so I so I slowly, don't move fast in that moment, you slowly take that earplug out, and because uh, you know they want to tell you something. But anyways, Jen immediately asked me, she said, are you expecting company? And I didn't even get a chance to get a proper response out of my mouth. I don't even know if I had a chance to make a, you know, a facial movement or whatever. And and Michaela immediately said, "Dad, there's a car driving down our driveway, and there's two men walking to our door." Listen, it's hilarious, and and uh, if you're married, you won't, you're going won't to understand this. But it, it was like instantly, Jen and I. Made eye contact and looked at each other because it was almost as if a ref just said, go. L- l- listen, I don't, I don't know if you've ever watched a fight. Don't watch it. But anyways, that when the ref comes out and says, you ready? You ready? Let's get it on. Right. And it, anyways, it was a me like that happened. Jen and I made eye contact and, and we started scrambling for words very quickly, trying to muster up our defense. Now, listen, I'm a, I'm a guy that kind of thinks. And so I'm trying to give a, a you know, a, a very thorough dissertation in two point five seconds. Right, and, and Jen, in just a calm way, just spoke over my mumbling, and just spoke so calm and so clear. And 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 here's basically, if you don't know what this discussion's about, if you've been married, you know. But if you're not, I'm going to educate you at this moment. But 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 here's the conversation we were having. It was this: It's who has the least amount of clothes on, thus disqualifying themselves from going to the door. Come on, wave your hand, Abby. If you ever had that conversation, come on. Let's let's not act like we're. Come on, let's be real, right? I lost. And so, uh, anyway, so, you know, in my, de- in my defeated posture, I threw the cover back and, and I uh, went walking to the door. And I, as I was looking through the window in our door, I saw this elderly gentleman dressed in a really nice uh, tan suit. And, and instantly I, I knew what I was dreading was becoming a reality. And as I opened the door, I remembered my daughter saying that there was two men. Coming to the front door, and sure enough, I open the door. There's the man in the tan suit, and there's a 30 year old woman. And so, anyways, um, gender recognition. We're going to work on it. But anyway, so uh, on on her defense, on her defense, there was another dude in the car that didn't get out. But anyway, so but that's what I was thinking in the moment, right? So be glad y'all don't live here. Anyway, so. Anyway, so the guy introduced himself, and, and you know, he's really kind, so I introduced myself back. And uh, instantly, not knowing who I am, he threw in, you know, my hand a publication of what they believe. And and then he said this, whole reason I'm telling you this, is he began to tell me that tomorrow, today, that people would attend church to observe Easter. And he began to say that they do not have a specific day in which they celebrate the resurrection of Jesus but they do have a day where they celebrate or they set aside this day to celebrate the death of Jesus. Now, even though I understood what this guy was talking about and the angle he was coming from, I got everything he was going to say in my, in my mind, what I was thinking with this guy, and I kind of said it to him, uh, but you're not going to win that war too often. But, but in my mind, here's what I was thinking is why would you ever only celebrate half of the story? Amen. Amen. So listen, it's kind of like this. Here's what was funny is it is right before my my, uh, you know, noise created silence was interrupted. Here's the verse I was reading when they knocked on my door. And I want to show this to you. First Corinthians 15, one and two, it says this. It's Apostle Paul talking. He says, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters of the good news. Somebody say good news said the good news I preached to you. And it says in verse three, he says, I pass on to you what is most important. Isn't that key? What is most important. And he says this, that Christ died for our sins and that he was buried. And the second thing that we mentioned earlier is that he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as scripture says. Now it's pretty awesome. If you keep reading there, Paul begins to talk about all the people that saw Jesus after he resurrected from the dead. Right. So this isn't a myth that we that we that we serve, if you will. But but there was actual people who saw him uh, periodically. And then on the last day, as almost a crescendo, when he ascended into heaven, there was 500 people standing on the beach watching him go up. You can't fool 500 people. Are you all with me? So listen, then he says this. And this is the reason I'm telling you this. He says, and if Christ once again, we want to talk about both here. And if Christ has not been raised then your faith is useless. Let me back up to verse 13. I skipped ahead. He said this. I'm sorry. Verse 13 says, for if there is no resurrection, he begins to tell us why the resurrection is important. For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. Do you get that? In other words, if in this place, if we don't think somehow one day that we're going to resurrect, right? And we're going to go to heaven. Then basically, if we don't believe that, then guess what? Jesus didn't raise either. Are you with me? And this says in verse 14. It says, and if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless. Somebody say useless. useless. It says "And your faith is useless. What's Paul talking about here? He's saying this. He's saying, man, if, if Jesus didn't get out of that grave, then what I have preached is a lie. And he's saying not only is what I preached is a lie, but he's telling the Corinthian church. He's saying what you believed is also a lie. And then he goes on and he says this in verse 17. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. In other words, our faith, if Jesus didn't get up, man, it's worthless. It's empty. And he says, and you are still guilty of your sin. Get that. That if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if he didn't get up on the third day, then you and I are still, guess what? We are still carrying the weight of our sin. That literally, if Jesus didn't get up, there's no way to be forgiven. Yes? Yes? then he says this in verse 18, he says, in that case, all who have died believing, right? that supposed lie. If they believe that lie in Christ, they're lost. And he says, and if our hope in Christ is only in this life. Let me kind of break it down to today's term. He's saying basically this, we serve Jesus simply for good morals. And that's all it really, and that's all it really boils down to. He says, guess what? If you didn't raise from the dead, that we in this room are the laughingstock of this world. Wow, huh? But the good news is, is we have verse 20 says this, it says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Amen. Good news, right? So here's why I'm telling you this. A simple point that Paul was trying to make, and this is what I wanted my friend in the tan suit standing in my front door, this is what I wanted him to understand is this, is that without the resurrection, the cross is powerless. So simple, right? Without the resurrection, the cross is powerless. I'm sitting there. I was absolutely befuddled that someone could focus uh, just solely on the cross and never budge three days to see the, the, the crescendo of it. Are you following me? But today we know, guess what? We understand that without the resurrection, the cross is powerless. In fact, if we could take a step back and even look at a from a bigger p- uh, picture, maybe a different perspective, I would say it this way, that without the cross... The resurrection is impossible. And without the resurrection, the cross is incomplete. Great place to say amen. Amen. I want you to think about this for a second. We're going to move fast today. But, But think about this. Jesus could have lived a sinless life. He could have been nailed to the cross. The sin of the world could have been put upon him, right? The Father could have poured out his judgment on him. He could have sat there and, said, and prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Then he could have screamed, it is finished. Then he could have died. And then they could have taken him down from that cross. I and mean, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus could have came and, and buried him in the tomb. Watch this. But if the story stopped there, if he remained in that tomb, the cross would have been powerless because it wouldn't have had a purpose. See, some of us know. In here that that basically we understand that if we if, if basically if Jesus ended in the tomb, then all we would do now to guide that bitter, we would just look at Jesus from a historical point of view. And we would think, man, what a bummer that a guy that good and that righteous, if you will, that taught all those great things that man, he, he died for nothing. Are y'all follow me that literally you go, man, well, why did he die? Because some people didn't like what he taught because it was too righteous, too pure, too correct. Right. But watch this. Let's look at it in a little bit deeper way and and, uh, kind of grab a hold of this from a theological perspective. Because I think from a theological perspective, if he didn't raise from the dead, then guess what? The repercussions of of this would be staggering. Get this, that if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, you and I would be unsure if God's judgment against sin was really satisfied. Because you understand that, that a punishment for sin must happen. And if it didn't happen with Jesus, when's it gonna happen? Does that mean that we would have to live this life now thinking, man, one day, man, I hope I get there and it's okay? Or do I, do I live in fear thinking, man, that punishment's gonna come on me? Right? Listen, we wouldn't know if we were still supposed to be guilty of our sin or not. We wouldn't know, man, do we need to remain under the burden and the weight of our sin? We wouldn't know if there was a way to be forgiven. Man, how would, how would we ever face fear? The fear of death. You follow me. And if it's this, and this is so simple, but if just, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then guess what? Then he's not coming back either. Right? So, so watch it. I kind of, I'm kind of telling you this because of this. If Jesus didn't resurrect, going to take from Matthew on, tear it out your Bible and throw it away. Because the only reason it was written is because he got up. Right. Amen? See, if, if he didn't get up, then you and I would be stuck somewhere suspended between what? Between hope and despair. But you see, here's the good news, right? We all know it today. We all know why we're here. The last 2,000 years, the main thing that the resurrection has declared to every person is this, is this, it is settled. Amen. It is settled. Listen, that the resurrection was the Father's way of putting a stamp of approval on everything that the cross accomplished. Let me make, make that a little simple for you here, is that the Bible says this, that Jesus did not raise himself from the dead. You understand that Jesus stripped himself of his divine rights. He laid aside his divinity. Yes, he was 1% God, 1% man. But but when Jesus died, he died as a human. Yes? Nod your head if you know that's true. He died as a human. And at that point, guess what? He couldn't raise himself from the dead. The Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, had to raise Jesus from the dead. But here's the awesome part. Here's what it means. If you, if you, if you don't hear anything thus far, hear this. Is that meant that basically when God raised him from the dead, it was the approval of the sacrifice that was made on our behalf. Amen. Amen. So listen, so thankfully, you and I don't have to uh, any longer strive and hope and beg and plead that, that maybe we'll be good enough and God will let us in. Right? All we need to do now is just believe the gospel. And I have to stress to you, believe isn't to have just some mental assent to go, okay, that's cute, that's nice, yeah, I believe in Jesus. No, no, no. Believe means have a trust in, have a confidence in. And a word that a lot of people have a hard time with is this, is be committed to. That's where the rubber meets the road, right? Because the Bible says that demons believe in him and tremble. But there's a difference when you put your life in his hands, right? And you understand that when you believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection with all your heart, guess what? That Jesus opened up a door for you to be forgiven. Jesus opened up a door uh, for you to have a relationship with him. Jesus opened up the door for you to be saved. Jesus opened up a door for you to have eternal life. That's good news, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. 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 So listen, today, by the way, all this is just pre sermon It's not really what I'm going to preach. But um, don't get scared. Anyway, so. So today as we celebrate, listen, we're celebrating everything that the cross and the resurrection accomplished. Right? Together. Because both of those declare the whole story of redemption. Amen? You can't have one without the other. you got to have them together. All right. That was the first sermon. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. This is going to be good. I want to make this personal today. As I was praying, I really felt like, man, there was one thing that I really needed to tell you guys, and it's so simple. It's really, really, really simple, but it is a paradigm shift, I think, from the way we think, and it's simply this, that the resurrection is not an event. He's a person. The resurrection is not an event. It's not a thing that we slap an Easter title on. It's not a thing that that we somehow go, uh, man, we make it that day, that event, that we come and celebrate. To understand, Jesus is resurrected every day. We celebrate Easter every day. Amen? Because he's alive every day. So, you, you know, so let me just show you this verse. Look at what Jesus said in John eleven twenty five. He said this. He said, I am, which know is the title of God, right? That I am the resurrection and the life. So once again, you can call me crazy, but I don't believe the resurrection was ever designed to be some doctrinal box that we check to say, I believe it. Are you all with me today? Yes. Nor was it a day that we put on our, uh, as she said, I like your Easter shirt. I just didn't have to iron this. That's why I picked this today. <laughs> I have an iron deficiency, if you know what I'm saying, okay? I do not like to iron. So, anyways, th- this thing is, praise God for L.L. Bean, and there are and they're no iron shirts. That's what I got on today. So, anyways, but, but you know, we, we go, it's so funny that I don't think Easter was ever meant to be some day or some resurrection where we go, okay, let me go find my bright color in it because it's spring, and let me wear this, and let me, are you all following me? Because we got to gather at church, <sighs> all right? <laughs> but I believe this. I believe that the one who is the resurrection of the life was meant to be experienced. You get that? That the one who is, not an event, but the person that the one who is the resurrection of the life was meant to be experienced. Not only was he meant to be experienced, he was meant to be known. Yes. Amen. Do you understand that literally that God has invited us to experience and to know the one who is the resurrection and the life? Let me give you three quick examples of people who experienced a literal Resurrection power of Jesus. The first person is found in Luke 7. We're going to kind of just skim through this. Luke 7, 11 through 17. This is Jesus. Jesus comes rolling into the city of Nain. And as he came near the gate, the Bible says that there was some disciples with him and there was also a crowd with him. And, and, as, he, and as he was coming into the gate, guess what? It wasn't like the normal entrance into a, a uh, city because Jesus actually collided with a funeral in the city of Nain. So, literally, as he's coming into the gate, there's a funeral coming out of the gate. And the funeral was this. It was a widow's uh, only son. She was being, basically, he was being carried by a group of men, basically, outside the city in a coffin. And then it says this in verse 13. It says, when the Lord saw her, who did he see? He saw the widow. And, uh, obviously, she was distraught. Obviously, she was crying. Her heart was broken. And it says this. says that he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said to the guy, get that, that Jesus literally walks up in a funeral, throws his hand over in the coffin and says, Young man, I say to you, arise. And verse 15 says, So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then they glorified God, saying this, God has visited his people. Amen? Listen, that young man experienced the one who is the resurrection, and the life. Can y'all say that when we Say the resurrection. the resurrection. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say the resurrection, the resurrection. and the life. the life. The second example is found in Luke 8, 41 through 42. Jesus, here's Jesus walking through a, another great crowd of people actually to back up. it says that he came rolling in the city and that the people were so excited to see him that literally the multitude ran to him. And Jesus is, is trying to squeak through this crowd, trying to get through. I, I don't know, listen, when, when I was uh, in high school... Uh, you know, I went to high school, I don't know, I had a little over a thousand kids in it, and, and those hallways got pretty tight, right? The, the, you know, the, the bell would ring, and you had to get to the other class, and, and you're really sliding through the, the hallways doing this. And, and Jesus literally said this in, in this portion. He said it was so tight that literally the people were suffocating him. So watch this. In the middle of all of that, a man named Jairus... A ruler of the synagogue came to him. And it says this. says that he fell down at Jesus' feet and he begged him to come to his house. Why was he begging him to come to his house? Because he had an only daughter who was 12 years old and she was dying. And then it says this. In verse 49 to 56. It says as they were trying to make their way to Jairus' house. It says someone came and told Jairus. It says your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the teacher. It says in verse 50, but when Jesus heard it, he answered him and said this, and I hope you hear this today. He says, do not be afraid, only believe. Somebody say, only believe. Only believe. It says, and she will be made well. In verse 51, says, when Jesus came into the house, we know that there was already people there weeping and mourning. And In fact, if, if you don't know, uh, uh, I guess, Bible history a whole lot, these people were actually paid people. When they found out that someone died, they would, they would get money because they would go to people's house basically and put on a show. And they would weep, and they would cry, and they would mourn. How interesting is that, right? But Jesus says this in verse 52. It says, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. It says, and they, talking about the people mourning, ridiculed him. How many of you guys know when you believe something impossible, people will make fun of you? It says, basically, it ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside. Sometimes you got to get away from unbelief. Amen? It says, he took her by the hand and said, little girl, Arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and her parents were astonished. That day, that family experienced the one who is the resurrection and the life. Can somebody say the resurrection and the life? life. Here's the last one. It's found in John 11. Very well-known portion of Scripture. Uh, Basically, there's a young man from the town of Bethany. His name is Lazarus. Throw this out there just for fun's sake. Or tradition says that Lazarus was about 30 years old, and that he came from a uh, basically a wealthy family. He had he basically had social status, and we know that he was the youngest of three kids. We know his sisters, Martha and Mary, right? But it says this it says one day that Lazarus got sick, and at that point, Mary and Martha got really nervous because they knew, man, that this isn't just like he's got bubble guts, right? He's like, man, this guy, this guy is sick. And and they said this, that he sent uh, basically a a word to Jesus. He says, Jesus, your friend that you love, he's sick and it's not looking good. Can you come help us? And then it goes on and it says this, that by the time that that Jesus made to Bethany, Lazarus had not only died, but he also been in the tomb four days. It's a long time. And as expected, obviously, Martha and Mary, they were upset, heartbroken. Because why? Because they knew, man, if Jesus would have been there, then there's no way that that could have happened. Have you ever had those moments where you think, Jesus, man, if you would have just did this, we wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all had those moments. And then it says this, that Jesus rolled up in there and he just simply said this. He says, where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? And it says this in verse 38 says, then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb, and it was a cave and a stone laid against it. And Jesus said this. He said, take away the stone. And Martha said, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he's been in there four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? We need to hear that today. Verse 43 says, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died, come out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And it says that Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Once again, that family, not just Lazarus, but Martha and Mary, the whole region, they experienced one who was the resurrection and the life. Amen. Now, listen, why did why am I saying all this today? Here's really, really simple. When I want to ask you, what do all these things have in common? What, what does the, the, uh, you know, the guy in name in, in the, in the funeral, the, the young man that's in the coffin that Jesus came and just said, rise young man. What, what does he have in common with the, with the 12 year old girl that Jesus took her by the hand and said, arise? What does she have in common with Lazarus where he spoke, Lazarus come forth? It's really simply this. Here's what all those have in common is all those stories prove that God knows how to resurrect dead things. They all prove that God knows how to resurrect dead things. That when Jesus, literally, when Jesus comes and he speaks or when Jesus touches dead things, they come back to life. That's good news. Amen. Yes. Now, now, listen, I don't know about you, but I personally uh, have never died physically. What a revelation. <laughs> I've never died physically, but I'll tell you what. I know what it's like to feel death on the inside. Amen. See, I know what it's like to be dead in my sin and hear him call my name. I know what it's like literally to feel the grave clothes of shame and guilt of past sins. I know what it's like to have all those things fall off of me. Right? It's this. If you've ever been born again, if you've ever given your life to Jesus, and and what's the common thing that people say? Man, I feel like a burden was lifted. Man, that's the grave clothes coming off of you. Amen? Amen. Listen, I know what it's like to have, literally, to have Jesus breathe purpose into my life. I know what it's like to have Jesus resurrect my value. I know what it's like to have Jesus resurrect my identity. I know what it's like for him to resurrect my hope. Amen? Yes. Listen, I'm telling you today this, that if, if, if Jesus can resurrect a dead man's body, then he can resurrect a dead marriage. Listen, if he can resurrect a 12 year old girl, he can resurrect a dead faith. Listen, if he can resurrect Lazarus, he can resurrect a hopeless situation. He can resurrect your joy. He can resurrect a dream. He can resurrect any relationship. He can resurrect your purity. He can resurrect your passion. Listen, his life, we're talking about the resurrection and the life. His life can break any addiction. His life can heal anybody. It it can literally, his life can break any fear. His life can save any person. Amen. So here's really what I am going to say today, and we're going to close. It's simply this. Can we let Jesus breathe on the dead and the broken places of our lives today? Because li- listen, gang, I understand that most of us here are, are, are we're church people. This is your church There's some visitors. But but the truth is, I've been in this thing long enough to know that when people walk in those doors, they put on another face. Right. Not everybody. But 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 there's all things that we that we want to um, present to people. But when we go home, there's a different thing that's when we're by ourselves We're sitting there in bed at night, laying there. There's other things that torment us. Are y'all with me today? Is it okay to get honest? We all got them. Listen, I leave this place and the anointing lifts and guess what? Real world comes. And I have things I have to fight. Yeah? So listen, the question is, is will we let him breathe on the dead places, the broken places of our life? Will we, will we do this, Lazarus? (laughs) Will we stop decorating the tomb? When we stop literally redecorate the tomb, trying to convince ourselves, to convince everybody else that guess what? That everything's fine when it's really not. Amen. And it doesn't mean that everything's a mess. But but I'm amazed by how many times in church we we, we do this. We, we present certain things to God and then it's almost like we hide certain things like he doesn't know it. We go, Jesus, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah. But we need to let Jesus touch that. Amen. So. Here's the simple thing. Can we invite the one who is the resurrection and the life into our lives today? Can we invite him? See, here's what's interesting. I looked up what the name Lazarus means because, you know, I can't get through a sermon without trying to find out what somebody's name means. Right. And, and Lazarus means this. It means one God helps. Literally, one God has helped. Let me say it right. One God has helped. Can we invite him to help us today? Because that's really all he wants to do. He wants to come with his resurrection life and he wants to help us. Yeah. And, and it's that. Watch this, because it's really easy to talk about the power of God, but there's also a tender love of God. And and there comes a time where it's this. It's, I don't have to be scared to say, God, there it is. Yeah. And I know that if I just give it to him, guess what's going to happen? That He knows how to handle it and he knows how to help me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Y'all didn't know I could preach that quick, did you? <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Amen. Kim, if you can come, it'd be awesome. Thank you. Listen, I know that's really simple, but sometimes the, some of the things that are the most simple are the most powerful, if we let it be. Amen. So here's what I want to do today. If, if simply, if we just close our eyes, without me leading you, if you can maybe just in your own heart begin to say, God, is there anything that's dead or broken? in me you know I I might have named it a while ago I might not have doesn't really matter I believe Jesus can speak between the lines but if there's anything there man just say Lord is there anything there that uh, you want to touch me today this may sound a little strange but I think God wants to resurrect some forgiving hearts in here today in other words, that there's, that there's some people that you've held uh, some grudges towards, some bitterness towards. And God says, you know what? You need to forgive them. You need to let me touch that spot today. Something I just feel that's getting highlighted at the moment is fear. And so if there's something there, they say, man, you, you know, when you sit at bed at night, it's almost like you're tormented by fear. Man, let Jesus resurrect your courage today. Let Him resurrect your faith that just believes the Word. So Here's what I want to do. If you you just know in your own heart today that, man, there's something there that God wants to touch, that He wants to breathe life on today, just lift hands. Lift your hands. Amen. Amen. Come on, in your own words. Saints, you begin to talk to him and just ask him to resurrect it. Come on, get personal with God today. Come on, invite him to breathe life on it today. Come on, don't back up from him. Push in. If you need Jesus to do something in your marriage... Just reach over and grab the hand of your spouse. Man, let, the, let the love of God begin to move in your hearts today. Come on, ask Him to, to breathe on that love and breathe on that passion again. Come on, let Him resurrect what you once had. And if you don't mind, just grab the hand of the person next to you. We're going to pray. I know that may be awkward to some people, especially if you don't know the person. But there's just something about sometimes that we just need to know, man, we're not alone. Sometimes we need to go, okay, if I'm good, then maybe the person next to me is not Let's pray Father today we just come before you In the name of Jesus Lord however we came in today Lord if we came in In a way that says man everything is fine Lord in this moment with you God we take our mask off today Father, we invite you to come and, and to go to the secret places of our heart. God, the things that we've honestly have thought that have been hidden. But Lord, you've seen them the entire time. And Lord, we're just asking today, God, that you would come and you would resurrect that which is dead that's in us. God, we don't want to be a people who continue to redecorate the tomb and live in some false world. And really what it is, is denying that you have the power to change our situation and change our lives. So, Father, we ask today that the one Jesus who is alive today, the one who is the resurrection and the life would come and touch us today. Father, we thank you that just as you touch uh, God, that young man in the coffin, just as you touch God, that 12 year old girl, just as you screamed out to Lazarus and told him to come forth. God, we believe today, God, that you can holler our name. That you know us by name, God, and you can literally resurrect everything that's in us. Father, thank you today for resurrecting dead things. Father, come today, God, and let fear be broken off our lives. God, come and resurrect the joy in our lives. God, come and resurrect our hope. God, resurrect our faith. Resurrect our passion for you, God. Come on, God. Come, 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 come today. Holy Spirit, come, come. Father, those people that we've held offenses to, God, that we've been offended with them, God, that they hurt us. God, we don't deny the fact of what they did to us. But, Father, we don't deny them our God-given right to forgive them. And so, Lord, today, God, we release them. In fact, if you could just, even for the Lord, just call their name. And it doesn't have to be loud, but just say their name and say, God, today by faith I choose to release that person and forgive that person God, so your healing power can come and touch my heart and touch my life today. And Father, we're a people, God, who believes, God, that as believers, God, we should have awesome marriages. God, that we should have marriages that the life of God just permeates off of. And so Lord, today, God, as we're holding hands maybe with our spouse today, God, you know the lies that we've believed. God, you know the hangups. God, you know everything that's happened, God, over all these years. And, Lord, we're just asking today, God, that you could somehow, some way, God, I don't get it, but in some way, God, give us a new start today in our hearts. God, thank you today, God, that your compassions never fail, but your mercies are new every morning. And so, Lord, could you come, God, and rain down, God, your mercies. Your mercies. In fact, before church, someone told me today about Niagara Falls and the power that's in those falls. God, I'm asking... God, the way the power that's in the Niagara Falls, God, the power of your love, the power of your mercy, the power of your compassion. God, would just rain down, God, in every heart today, God, in every husband and in every wife. And Lord, I pray today, God, those wives that need to to allow their husbands to lead, God, they would let them leave. But Lord, I'm asking God that those husbands would also take their rightful place, not in a domineering way, but in a humble way. God, and just lead their families. So, Father, thank you today, God, for just raining down with your glory and your power, God, on their lives in Jesus' name. If you can, just hold hands for one more moment. I got one question I want to ask today. Because really today is the most powerful question to be asked. Is simply this. Is, are you right with Jesus? Do you know him? Is he your Lord? Is he your savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Man, that's the whole reason why we're here today. Not to, not to go through a ritual routine, but, but to just say, man, Jesus, my life is yours to ask him to come and just the work of the cross, the work of the resurrection that, that literally where he wants to rescue you, save you from your sin, that he wants to wash you clean of all that and give you a new start and a new beginning in life. Listen, there's no doubt that there's people here today that that have probably have never done that. But there's also people here today that have said that at one time, but they've spent they've spent years doing it their own way. And listen, I'm here to tell you that when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, there is no such thing as your way. So today, if you're in, if you're in the spot where we call you that, you're just, let's just say this way, we out of fellowship with him and, and you need to come back with him today. Let, let's do that in that moment. So here's what we're going to do. You're holding someone's hand. If you know that you need to get right with God today, maybe it's the first time, maybe it's the 50th time. It doesn't really matter to me. I just want you to squeeze the hand of the person next to you. And if you and it's this, if someone squeezes the hand of you, I just want you to lift both of your hands to the Lord today. Come on, let's keep them up. It's okay. We're not going to embarrass anyone today. Amen. Amen. And put your hands down. Thank you, guys. We're going to say a prayer, and it's simply this. It is isn't the words that we say, but it's really what we believe in our heart that counts today. And I, and I got to tell you this today, that there's nothing in your past that disqualifies you from this moment. That The blood of Jesus can forgive every sin. So if you don't mind, church, family, help us. We're going to pray this prayer. And we're just going to ask God to just come and, and, and resurrect our lives to where we were once sinners. And now he'll make us his son. He'll make us his daughter. Amen. So let's pray. Say, Father God, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. That there's power in that name. Father, we thank you that in that name I can be saved. So I ask you today to save me. I ask you in that name to forgive me. I ask you to give me a new start, a new beginning in life. So, Father, today... I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus is who he says he is and that he did what he said he would do. So I believe that he died on the cross for me and that he did raise from the dead. So, Father, I ask you today that you would come and be the Lord. And the Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me. Now I ask you today. I ask you today. To give me a heart. That will follow you. All the days of my life. I will serve you. And give you glory. And live a life. That's worthy. Of Jesus dying for. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord and celebrate. Amen. Amen. Listen, that right there with those hands up, that's the greatest news today. Amen? Man. Listen, the Bible says this, and I love this scripture. And if, you know, some people have a hard time with it, and that's fine. Because it makes some view God different, but it says in it says in Luke chapter 15 that when one person comes back into the kingdom, that the that literally heaven throws a party, and I love this. It says this. It says that God the Father rejoices, and what rejoices means it actually means that He hops off His throne and He begins to spend wildly and dances and shouts for joy. So listen, there's a happy God today. Amen. 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 So uh, let me just say this real quickly. Today, I hope you're going to go get some good food. Down south, we'd eat a rib or two. Just saying, all right? So listen, if you if it's in your heart today to give, uh, man, we thank you for giving. There's a box in the back. Please give as you go today. And also, if you were a visitor, if you have prayer requests, please fill that out and drop that in the box as well. So God bless you guys. Thank you for coming today. And we hope to see you back next week. What's up?